My name is Leslie Payne. Welcome to day 22 of Below the Median Income. Some background information about how I came up with this. First is the Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Secondly, on March 12, 2018, Director Joshua V. Barr of the Des Moines Civil and Human Rights Commission said, We have 75% of students experiencing some form of poverty in Des Moines public schools. So what can we do to improve that outlook? Research has shown that if a person remains in an impoverished condition up through their adolescent years, they are more likely to remain in that position as they become older and become adults. That information made me think of a person being in a space that they could see but were not participating in. It evolved into an idea for an art installation of aerial images of Des Moines displayed on the floor. The images place the visitor outside the space they routinely travel. The audio components are interview recordings obtained from people involved with public or nonprofit organizations. The interviews tell the visitor about where that person routinely travels. The installation contrasts Des Moines ranking as a best-in-nation place to live, Iowa nice reputation of being overly friendly and go out of our way to help fellow citizens, and the visitor's personal story of where they travel in the city. You are listening to the audio component of my project. I didn't want the interviews to be an unheard story in a gallery setting. The best way I thought to prevent that was to make them available as a podcast. My guest for day 22 is Will Keeps. He founded Starts Right Here to make change for youth so they wouldn't go through life without feeling cared for, loved, or being in a home where they don't feel safe. Will found that his true God-given abilities were helping others and empowering them to go down a better path, one he wishes he had the opportunity to go down when he was younger. He is actively working in his community as a mentor, activist, motivational speaker, and using his voice to write and produce songs as a way to reach out to children. Thank you for joining me, Will. What neighborhood of Des Moines do you live in? I'm in Highland Park neighborhood. Who do you live with? I live with my wife and my uh, youngest daughter who just graduated from North High School. Finish the sentence. When I step outside the place I live, I see... Houses, cars, trees. I see life. Where did you grow up? Grew up in the South Side of Chicago. Who raised you? I was raised by my mother, and I have a whole bunch of people that's in my life. My father's in my life. My mom and my father separated when I was little, but I saw my father you know, time to time. My mom got remarried to a guy we called Buddy, and you know the church, church all my life too. So they raised me, and to be honest, the streets raised me. How did you end up in Des Moines? Got into some trouble in Chicago, and I felt like I needed to change my life. My brother was out here in Des Moines. He went to uh, Drake University. And he had got a family out here as well. Decided to, you know, to call him up and say, you know what, bro, I need a place to go, man. I don't want to be here no more. He's like, come on down. So I came to Des Moines. What was your first impression? 
thought it was slow, boring, and I was like, yo, where am I? I didn't even know what Des Moines is. I said, what is a Des Moines? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when I came out here, it was kind of slow. That was something that I needed. I was going too fast in Chicago. I wanted that life, you know? And so when I came out here and things slowed down, it kind of kind of made me look at it different, but not realizing I needed to chill. So I was glad I came. What made you want to stay? What made me want to stay is I got involved with somebody and just building relationships. And then all of a sudden I got married to my wife and had a family out here. So what made me want to stay is my family. What motivates you? When a kid come to me and say, yo, what you're doing has changed my life. What motivates me is when, as being a father, I can see my kids, you know what I'm saying, be successful. My oldest daughter right now is getting her master's. And she said, you know what, if I'm getting my master's, I might as well get my doctorate. She said, I might as well do it. I'm like, what? She said, I might as well do it. So I'm like, wow, my youngest daughter just graduated out of high school. My son is making great money doing construction work. And my nephew, he's from Chicago as well. He was getting involved in the gang life. And now he has relaxed and chill and he's working. They both got their own place. And they are doing well. So that motivates me, you know, me and my wife. How we go through our ups and downs, but because we love each other so much, we fight through all those. That motivates me. Do you follow a religious practice or attend a place of worship? I'm a Baptist, but I do go to a church called Journey. Robert Kramer has invited me to that church, and I like the church. How has volunteering your time made an impact on your life? I volunteered with Zion Lutheran Church. It was very important because I got to know about 500 different kids and different people who helped volunteer with those kids. I saw how a lot of kids were so different when it came down to the culture. And I just wanted to learn more about their culture. I wanted them to learn more about mine. And a lot of those kids knew who I was, you know, seeing the videos. They think I'm some type of local celebrity, you know what I mean? And so they really listened to, you know, some of the things that came out of my mouth and they trusted me. And I trust them too. I actually started talking to me about some of the things that they're going through in their life. What trait do you admire most in the people closest to you? Loyalty. Trust. You know, I'm all about loyalty. It's a hard thing to do because I never had that growing up. I never could trust people like I wanted to. You know, I'll give them all the, the love and the loyalty and the trust in the world, but I feel like, you know, that I couldn't never get that back. And it almost made me become somebody that I hated. It almost made me become like them. I can't trust you. You know, I'm going to probably be just like you. But I had to fight that and tell myself, no, you're not going to change me. I'm going to stick to who I am. Those are some of the things I like to teach the kids nowadays. Because these kids out here, they will not be themselves because they think somebody's going to laugh at them or talk about them. So they wind up just sitting there not doing anything. They got so much talent and so much ability to be great. But they will stop themselves because they're worried about what somebody else is doing. Do you vote in elections? Yes, I vote. Local, national, which ones? 
Oh. Why is it important? It's important because you need to vote. You need to have a voice. You know, sometimes people don't want to vote and be like, I don't like that person. I don't like that person. But it's like, yo, you got to make a choice. Find the best. You know what I mean? If you don't find the best, you're going to probably get the worst. It's very important to have a voice out here. People from a long time ago fought for us to vote. So we better get out there and make an effort. What's something you do for yourself? I like to go to movies. I'm a movie freak. Can I use that word? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I play video games. You know, I like sports games like Madden and Big 2K19. I like to relax, hang out with my wife sometimes. I'm not a traveling guy. You know, even though I know I have to travel because of the business and the work that I do, but I'm not really a traveling guy. I'm a homebody. Your given name is William Holmes. What made you want to use the last name Keeps for performing? Okay, so Will is my name, so I want to keep Will. I know Will is a powerful name. But Keeps is basically saying that you will keep my message everywhere you go. You will keep my music everywhere you go. That's why I want that name. I want you to have everything that I'm doing within your heart, within your soul, and know that it's real. The more you rise, the more people want to hate. and The more people want to try to say you have your own agenda. But I want people to keep the positive. Just to keep the, the positive message and don't listen to the negative thing. When is the last time you asked for help? The last time I asked for help. Right now I'm asking for help now. I wanted my own place. My own community center. I got some people right now. I'm like Robert Kramer and Lori Kramer. And even the governor wants to help me get my own place. A place where kids can come and relax, actually get tutored, programs where they can learn a craft and get good paying jobs when they're done, this program. So right now, I want these things, and I want these things to happen, so I need help when it comes down to financing it. Right now, I have a fundraiser coming up to help finance that, and so I'm asking for help now. I usually want to do things on my own, like with my music. I wanted people to buy the music. And if I made money off the music, I was going to spend my money. It's because I hate asking for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I felt like now I had to build a name for myself. So when I do come to ask for money, they already know who I am. Instead of it just being a dream of mine to help people, they've seen that I've done it. And they've seen that it's worked. Now they can come to me and be like, I've seen you, Will. I know who you are. I've seen your work. I love this. I love that. And that's a hard thing to do here. You know what I mean? It was hard because I got a do-rag and scars on my face, and I don't look like the guy in the suit. But I had to let them know that I can't be what you want me to be. I got to be me. It's like, it's like I'm a different soldier for God. It's not easy getting into public schools for a program or institutions. What worked for you? What worked for me is, is that when it started off with the music, the music is a heavy string. You know, it moves everywhere. The kids, they grabbed onto it. They don't get it twisted. When I first, they looked at me too like, you know what I'm saying, who is this guy? It's like you have to be relevant. I was on the news, you know what I'm saying? I was on CNN. You know, USA Today, I became a little bit, who is this dude? Kids was listening to the music and the kids was talking. So the more public schools was like, yo, let's 
Let's see what's up with this, because they really need the help when it comes down to our youth today. They stepped outside the box and gave me a shot, you know, and so I've been in there ever since. Your schedule has a lot of variety as a mentor, activist, and motivational speaker. Can you share a little bit about what your day looks like to keep all of those going? A lot of emails. But I can't stand emails. I'm like, oh my goodness. Text me. I'd rather you could text me than send me an email. It's crazy. My day is, I'm in like five different schools where I mentor kids. I produce my music. I get phone calls all the time about wanting to come speak somewhere. I got to spend time with my family because I see a lot of people who get into this and they want to, you know what I'm saying, be everywhere. Well, with me, I'm not about to be everywhere. I'm going to be where I can be. And then when it's time for me to be with my family and be with them, I don't never want my family to be like, you're always going, you're always doing this, always doing that. Sometimes things can conflict with my family, but, you know, they understand. We had that long talk. And my wife is very understanding. I make sure I spend time with my family. Your organization starts right here, works with Des Moines Public Schools to bring the PORCH program into classes. Is PORCH an acronym for something? What the PORCH mean is that when I was in Chicago, me and my friends, all we did was sit on the porch. When we sat on the porch, we talked about everything. We roast each other, we sang, we rapped, we talked about females, and sometimes we'll just talk about something serious. Not even realizing that we're having a serious conversation about life, about what's going on on our block what's going on in our homes. And so that's what the porch stands for. It's like we're just going to sit down, talk, and just let it out. You know what I mean? Now, sometimes you get some kids who don't want to talk about nothing. So they have to see other kids, like, really engage. They have to trust you, too. You know what I mean? They got to know that you've been through what they've been through and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to teach the kids is that there's a lot of people ain't been through what you've been through. You know what I mean? But that don't mean that you don't stop talking because they don't know what you've been through. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what you've been through? And then maybe they'll tell you a little bit about what they've been through. And you both show empathy to each other. And then you learn how to trust each other. But it takes time. But don't just dismiss because they're a different race. Don't just dismiss someone who, who actually been through something themselves. And they want to tell somebody too. You know what I mean? There's some things that they're probably going through. Talk it out, you know what I mean? No matter what it is. What challenges do you face working with youth? Patience. Kids that want to skip steps to get to the prize. That's one thing that we don't teach enough is patience. I want to change the mindset of how they think. I tell kids all the time, it's not about what you've been through, but it's how you get through. Because we all been through something. So I want to change the mindset and the disrespect. I face that sometimes. Now, a lot of kids do respect me, but some kids want to challenge me, you know, because they just don't know if I'm real or not. You know what I mean? Because I do positive music. They like the trap music, the gangster stuff like that. They don't realize I don't have to do the gangster songs. I lived it. It don't have to be a song for me. I lived it. But I do want to show them that there's positive things out here and and you can do so many great things by doing positive. I want to change the narrative when it comes down to positive. I feel like sometimes I have to look just as beautiful as the drug dealer. You know what I mean? Just for them to be like, I'm going where Will's going. So that's why I'm trying to rise. 
I'm trying to rise, rise. I don't want to stay in the one level. I want to get to a level where the kids see that I'm, that I'm hope. Because it's bigger than me. I want to give back so much. You know, I, when I watch TV, I was growing up, I see how people will surprise someone with a house or with a car because they've been struggling, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. I always wanted to be that person who makes somebody smile. You know what I'm saying? Gave somebody a, an opportunity to have a better situation for their life. But I never thought I could never be that person because I thought I never had a voice growing up. I thought people always wanted to shut me up. So for me to be in this position right now to have a voice and, and one day I have an opportunity to probably do that one specific thing for someone, even though I know I'm giving people hope and I'm changing lives when it comes down to the things I'm doing and things I'm saying, I want to buy somebody a house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to get them, I want to get them a car. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something like that. You have a song, a music video about DART. It's an abbreviation for Des Moines Area Rapid Transit. What issues were you addressing in that song? Kids going up there fighting and letting that be their playground to fight, their playground to cause problems. I wanted to address that. I wanted to help DART with that situation. And the beautiful thing is when we did that video, we had like 75 to 100 kids, you know what I'm saying, at the video shoot. They all respected the whole thing. It was no problem. It was all listening. They followed instructions. I wanted to show DART and I wanted to show the more public school too that my voice is powerful when it comes down to our youth, that they actually do listen. Now, of course, I'm going to have some kids out there who want to, you know what I'm saying, act like who's Will Keith, blah, blah, blah. But there's some kids out there who actually will listen. And if you have voices out there that kids are listening to, don't make them look like crumbs to these kids. These big companies, schools, DART, you know, help that person, you know what I'm saying, grow. Because now you're looking for someone who can talk to these kids. And when you find them, don't look at them like, okay, he's just doing that, blah, blah, blah. No, you help them grow. We need that. And our youth need to see that. Because I'm telling you, it's like our youth feel like, there's no hope here. They feel like that we only get crumbs. They feel like there's there's nothing else but the streets. Not all of them, but there's a lot of them that do. It's starting a chain reaction of a lot of other kids wanting to be that way as well. Once you see a kid get away with something, another kid going to be like, oh, you got away with that? Oh, I'm going to try that too. You know, we got to hold our kids accountable. What does success look like for you? Success. When the things that I'm doing in the community grew, you know what I mean, to the state and to the country, I'm trying to bring people together. I'm not caring what religious or what politician you are or whatever, or what color you are, you know what I'm saying, what race you are. I'm trying to bring people together. I'm trying to get our community and the black community to say, look, we cannot depend on other race to help us out if we're not helping each other. We so afraid of each other. How anybody else gonna come in and be like, I'm not afraid when we're afraid of each other. You know what I mean? So I feel like success will look like if the work that I've done has grew and has gave other people who has watched what I'm doing to want to do the same thing and give hope. 
to others. I want to start a chain reaction of people saying, you know what, I ain't afraid either. I'm going to go out there and do what I got to do.